Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conquering Stress Podcast, Taking Back Control of Your Life. I'm Dr. Bill Janishak. I'll be your host on this wonderful journey that you have with me today. So um, when you're going through hell, keep on going. Now, we've all been there. You know, we've been in a, such a terrible, stressed, depressed state or we've all had those valleys in our lives that we never thought we'd get out of here. In my my talk that I do, uh, it's called Never It's Just Stress Again. First thing I start off with is, you know, I ask anybody, has anybody been so stressed that they just, you know, their life was over? And inevitably, people, anybody over 25 raises their hand. And I always point out to the fact, and I have them look to the left and look to the right and say, you know, everybody's still here. So we can survive this stuff. So a lot of times when we get in those states, you know, sometimes life just sticks it to us. I mean, that's happened to me more than once. When every turn you take, there's another challenge, something else. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And it can be stressful depressing, debilitating at times. I feel you. I Like I said, I've been there. I'm not doing Conquering Stress podcast because I'm the extra expert. I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member of the I Receive Stress Throughout My Life Club. Um, I just happen to be in a situation that, you know, I've learned to to manage that pretty well, and I became a pretty good expert in, in those uh, you know, the physical, chemical, and, and emotional portions of overcoming those. And that's what I'm going to share with you. So when you're going through hell, we got to keep going. You are going to survive. If you can keep that in the forefront of your mind, that you're, you're going to get through it. And most of the time when we, we get in those, those stressful states, when we start having all those, those thoughts of doom and gloom come come towards us it's because we're starting to feel the fruition of the things that we actually tell ourselves in the deep secrets or you know corners of our mind of I'm not good enough I'm not worthy <laughs> the world's going to find me out I'm not all that great I don't know all this stuff and you're starting to build a case against yourself and it's not a good thing now, this is exactly why. Like I said, I want this podcast to be different than the the other stress podcasts. Are out because I'm, I don't, haven't counted them, but I'm sure there's hundreds of them. But this is not about meditating our way out of stress and making it go away. It's about handling it. And that's, that's why in episode three, I went know thyself. I put down know thyself. And that's giving you the tools through some... Um, neuro-linguistic programming uh, premises of being at cause, your beliefs, your, your values, and the branches of philosophy. Uh, when you have those things intact, in you have a pretty good solid foundation of who you are. And if you know who you are, you know your strengths, you know your, your weak, weaknesses in a truthful moment, Things aren't going to bother you. If, you know, somebody comes over and, and calls me a name and says, oh, you're stupid, you can't do this. And I'm going, well, 
maybe in this situation I didn't get something right, but I'm not stupid because I have, you know, X, Y, and Z references to believe on. on. And then I would, rather than going in it myself, he said, wow, this, this guy has a problem. He has an anger issue. Or maybe he should listen to Conquering Stress podcast or something to overcome his problem. You start, you know, it's reflexive on people to go back and say, oh, what's wrong with me? Oh, he's right. I don't know. Oh, you know, I feel so bad. My, so someone's going to point this out. You know, let's get over ourselves a little. I was at a, a, a workshop uh, a few months ago, and they had mentioned that like 80% of the people, or 70 or 80%, it was some crazy number of people um, suffer from social anxiety. And I, I would, at first I thought it was a little BS, but as I start going around, you know, my friend, my friends don't have any problems with social um, anxiety at all. But, you know, I don't live in, in, you know, the world's bigger than just my friend set. But a lot of people suffer from uh, social anxiety, especially like with social media and stuff uh, coming along. Every Everybody's banking their identity on you know how many likes they get you know this is why we have filters for our our camp so we always look best in in the best light when we're out there in in social media but it's not true and this is part of the reason why people go oh they're going to find out they're going to find out that beautiful car and that beautiful vacation was actually i was carrying luggage for my parents or something uh but that's the thing that we have to do. You have to work on yourself, and you have to be confident in who you are. And when you're confident in, in who you are, and you know, like, like I said, you're, you're going to survive. You're going to get through it. It might be hard. You may, might not use have the plans that you originally started out with. But who's to say that you know a new trajectory is not exactly what you needed? When you are really strong in who you are and your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, your the good, the bad, and the ugly in who you are and you have a direction that you're going, you're not going to be reactive to everybody else's situations and comments and, and how they're affecting you. You're going to be the one that's in control. And that's the whole thing. When we get stressed out, we feel a feeling of, that we're out of control. And that's a terrible place to be. Well, the first thing that you want to do is like but you you need to break yourself out of this state and thinking that, you know, you're out of control. How are you going to do that? My first recommendation is get a good group of friends. I'll bring it up a lot, but Jim Rohn's quote about you are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Find somebody or a group of somebody's that that will go over and tell you the truth. I'm not really a big fan for of uh, support groups. They tend to talk about their problems a lot, and they they spend very little time on the solutions that they should be doing. Um, you know, it's 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 good to have somebody that understands your particular problem. I think I've mentioned it before. I used to do a, a fibromyalgia workshop. Fibromyalgia, for those of you that don't know, is a debilitating chronic um, disease state. It's multifactorial, but, but these people are in constant pain. Muscle pains, aches and joints, they can't think, they can't sleep, digestive issues. 
it's uh, chronic fatigue. It is really a big bummer. And their family that loves them uh, doesn't quite understand. If you're not in chronic pain, if you're not living in it all the time, you really don't get it. You get to go away and forget about it. But when you're living in it, it becomes a big issue. Well, they need help and they need people that understand so that they can talk about what ails them. But in my experience, they tend to talk all about what they can't do and why it's like this. Of course, you understand. And it becomes a big pity party and nothing really gets done because they, it's kind of off topic, but there's a lot that can be done for those people um, that's really effective, but it does take work and you have to break them out of a, a depressed state because they do feel that they're out of control and it's another stressor. Get around the people that will tell you the truth, feel for you, and then lift you up. Sometimes you have to stand on the shoulders of others. And that's what really makes good friends and family. And sometimes family is not always that that great because they want to make you feel better. And I'm more of a proponent of making having people around here that just make you better person. Sometimes we got to hurt a little to grow. And if, if we're always settling, it's going to be all right. No, just settle down. You should just rest. You just, just take it. Sometimes that's not the best advice to, to give. My friends sit around and they say, yeah, that was pretty stupid of you you're going to do. What are you going to do now? Well, I just can't do it. I, and they'll say, all right, well, put on your big girl panties and toughen up, buttercup. Here's some plans of action. What do you think? And then we start brainstorming. And then we start going. And I not only feel in control again, I have a plan of action. Friends and people that can do that for you are invaluable. And everybody has to have that community. And that should be one of your goals is to find your five people. Who do you want to be the average of? In all aspects of your life, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. You have to have a, a place that you can go. You have to have a beacon in your life, where you you can go through, and pull yourself out of. The next thing that you want to make sure that you do, is, be grateful. Be really grateful for what you have. Most of the time, most of the people in this world would pray for your problems. And I don't mean mean that to be lightly at all. There's there's people that are homeless, that are sick, that have nobody around to deal with. I know friends that had failing businesses that they thought it was the end of the world, where were people that were people used to come just to this country just to have the opportunity to come and fail, but they'd work their butts off to get get their business off the ground and keep keep going i'm always i'm a big fan of old tv i always remember little house on the prairie and pa ingles was always broke they were always going through something he was a hard worker he was a great guy it was a great family everything was great but you know every other show had them down and out the crops failed there was no work in oh whatever town they lived in 
Um, and he would go out and he would take all sorts of different jobs and he'd work his tail off. And the girls and Ma would take in, you know, sewing or cleaning or working at the shop. And they'd have to put up with Nellie Olson and all this stuff. And always at the end, they scraped by. They loved each other. They came out better. They were always happy. And as I was thinking about that, Paul must have listened to the podcast because he must have thought, wow, here we are again. This is the same situation we were on two episodes ago. And um, this time the crops failed rather than, you know, the outhouse exploded or whatever his issue was. Well, here, here's what we got to do. Um, we got to tighten our belts a little. We've got to sell the cow. I've got to work extra hours to build a new wagon wheel for somebody. And they would just get to work on the solution. And they always came up. And it must have been great because I think they were on, you know, on TV for 12 years. So he must have been doing something good. But it's a great analogy. And if you stop and think about it, why can't you do the same thing? Be a Paw Ingalls. Go out there and um, roll up your sleeves and get to work on the solution, not the problem. You know, when the crops fail, I never saw him sitting there and crying in the mud and just keep talking about, oh, I got bad seeds and we didn't have enough rain and, you know, the, the plow horse it was lame. No, he just kind of got on and um, he worked his tail off and came to a resolution. And they always grew. And it, they always grew as a family. They were, they were always loving each other, having a good time. This is the power of, of a good support group does for you. And, you know, it can be your church. It can be your, your friends and family, whatever community you have. But bring it together and work on the on the solutions, not the problem. I want you guys to know that you're empowered. You guys, the, the fact that you're sitting here makes you the winner already. You know, the, the, you know, you're here. You're the winner of the lucky sperm club that, you know, out of, you know, two billion sperms, you're the one that hit the egg and you came out here. We all will have problems. And you're going to continue to have problems. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but it's true. Every, every level in life that you go through, you're going to have some different kind of stressors. You're going to have some stuff that, that you're going to have to work through. And it's not those planned times that where you, where you plan on working hard for growth. It's going to be something that, oh, wow, i got to stop the plans I had, hit a trajectory, do something else, get back on track. And it's hard to do sometimes when... When that happens, but that's exactly what you have. You have to forego what your plans were and keep going. So, like I, like I said, we all go through this. And I remember in 2005, oh my gosh, what a terrible, terrible time for me. So in 2005, my partner, one of my best buddies and everything else, he left the practice. It, was, it wasn't, you know, 
amicable and everything, but it's just like, okay, well, I had like twice the responsibility to come on. It's a growth thing. Well, at the same time, my dad passed away. He had been sick for a while. He had some lung cancer, and, and it wasn't good. Mom was upset. The family, you can imagine what, what's what's happening in a situation like, like that. I had been married just over a year. Well, a year and a half because I had a six-month, my oldest daughter was about six months old. I lived on a little farm in Norco, California. So I had a big yard to take care of, and I just we had a lot of work to do. So this was in a June of 2005. Because my dad was sick and everything else, I forgot to pay taxes. You know, I'm busy. I had my partner leaving. I had all this other stuff going on. Well, at the exact same time, the uh, landlord at the my office, my my lease had ran out, and as per my lease agreement, he was charging me something crazy. But I got this notice that I had every. I. I forget what it was, but I was paying like almost $10,000 a month in rent. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, practice was a little slower because my mind wasn't in, in my practice a full time like it usually is because I had to deal with my baby and, and my, my grieving mother. And it was, it was I was stressed to my gills. I, I, I could not believe... Every, this was all within a month. This was, like I said, this was all June 2005. I was, you know, six months earlier, I was living the dream. Nice farm, beautiful baby, beautiful wife, fam, you know, life was good. And then the curveball came, and then the knuckleball, and then the slider, and then a lot of change-ups. Then it felt like they were all beanballs. I was so stressed. Everywhere, everywhere I go, I could not, I couldn't sleep. And if you know anything about me, I have, uh, I had a seizure disorder growing up. And through chiropractic care and nutrition and just kind of taking care of myself, pretty much over. I'm still susceptible to seizures when I have. Uh, insomnia if I don't sleep for long periods at a time if I have hangovers and if I'm under stress so I covet my sleep the best that I, I can I really I oh boy I enjoy sleep uh, because I feel rested and I have a lot of things to do so I, I make sure I get my sleep I quit drinking 25 years ago and so I, I don't have to worry about hangovers I mitigate stress. Everything that I, I, I talk about on, in this podcast, I do. I mean, I like I said, I'm a card-carrying member. Well, I've done all that, that stuff, but, you know, life gets in the way. Everything's going pretty good. So everything, kind of forget about it. You know, my values, my goals, cause and effect. It was, you know, I, I don't think that was really introduced to, to me yet. But I did have my goals, and I, I didn't journal that much. But I was just, I was stressed, man. That was just crazy. So 
my version of dealing with this, I used to take magnesium at night. I would take natural calm. It's something I still use in the office and I recommend to everybody today. Magnesium by itself is a, a parasympathetic stimulator. Uh, calcium and magnesium work to, um, they're like yin and yang, or it's like a teeter-totter. Calcium is used a lot in muscle contraction, so during stress you use a lot of calcium. Well, when you try to relax, you, you, your body starts to dip into the magnesium stores and a bunch of pathways. We'll go over in details in, in later po- podcasts. But basically, um, the magnesium was my value. So I would come home. I would take a bunch of the natural calm. And I would sit and, and I would stare at tv and i would put on comedies or anything that would i didn't want anything emotional so i just wanted stupid comedies that i could stare at and i would lay on the couch until basically i passed out until i woke up at whatever time i was waking up it was just it was a terrible time i started having some chest pains so i knew i was dealing with a lot of stress and i was doing the best that i could have but you know when you're in the middle of something like that, it's just, it's terrible. So I started having chest pain and it started going, it was going on for about a week. And we were at a library, it was right next to a hospital in uh, Corona, California, where I, I was living. And I told my wife, I said, I want to go over to the hospital. And she laughed at me because, think about it, I don't go to the doc, you know. It, yeah. So when I told her, I said, no, I really need to get over there. Because one thing that we did learn in school, anytime that there's chest pain, you want to rule out myocardial infarction or heart attack. And I'm thinking, I got a, a wife and a young baby. If I kick off here, this is not good. And I think I'm pretty strong, but I've been through a lot. So we went over there. And as it turns out... Um, it was just reflux. I had never had reflux before, so I didn't really, real. All I knew was chest pain, and I and I knew that the way that my life was going, that I, that was that had to be the next thing on the, my list was some debilitating health problem. So I took the. They gave me this terrible pink stuff. It was probably like Pepto Bismol on steroids. And checked me out, poked and prodded every test that we had. They said, you know, your heart's fine. You know, go forth and conquer. And while I was relieved at that, I went home and I just started thinking. I So I was walking in the back 40 of the form. It's not really the back 40, but it was the back half flat acre that I, I would go and ponder life's mysteries. And I just sat there and I got pissed. You know, I had been depressed, and I'd been in this state, and, and I'm just thinking, what the? And I'm going through, then I start yelling at God. So if you ever do this, you can yell at whoever you want, but, uh, you know, the universe, Allah, whatever you want. But I was yelling at God, and I was telling him, I've worked so hard, and I've been pretty much a good person. Um unless it was really funny, then all bets are off. 
But I went over there and I, I, I was just, I go, I do the, and I start listing all the value that I bring into to the light. And I don't even know where it came from because I'm just out in the bed. The horse was looking at me like I was nuts. But, and I may have been at that nut. I may have just cracked. But it was the best thing that had to happen to me because basically what I had gone through was I was given value to myself. And, you know, how could I lose my dad? I, this is just crazy, and I've worked so hard, and I've done this, and I've worked here. It, and like I said, it was just me and the horse in the back, back over there, but I'm going through this stuff, and then I just start crying. You know, like, just cry. It just goes out. And at that same time, all that pent-up stuff that I was, I don't know where it was, but I sat there, and I came back, and I was pissed. I was focused. And I decided at that point, you could throw anything else at me that I was not going to stop living and being happy, and I had so much to be grateful, and then I was just I was in a, I was almost euphoric at that point. The point that I'm making is that I you had that breakthrough and I it was just accidental but it was all pent up in me, but I went the right direction with it. With that I started to giving myself value and that my life was worth living that I wasn't going to let the circumstances dictate who I was and what I was going to do and what I was capable of and who I I had all this great things in my life. And, you know, we all go through the bargaining. Well, you know, God, if you just let me through this, you know, get me through this and then I'll never do that again. Or, you know, it was I sat there and I I was very clear and it was almost like I, I regained my my purpose my uh the fog was lifting and and i came back and it was awesome you know they say when you grow you never can shrink back to to where you were before you may go visit there for a second or two but you never hang out there and that's exactly what i want you to to understand is that you can survive you will survive you're standing here and you are surviving this whole situation that you're in. And you're going to come out the other end if you do it properly. Like I said, if you find out who you are, what you do, what what are you bringing to the table? And tell yourself the truth. You know, it ain't bragging if it's true, and you don't have to go shout it from the, um, the rooftops, or you don't have to go tweet it out to you know, all your followers, all you have to do is let yourself know you're a winner. You're coming through this. You have goals, dreams, values. You've done your philosophy, so you, you know what to do. You know what, what you, you can, can be. You know everything about you. You have a good, firm um, vision of who you are. Keep that in front of you at all times. And you will... You'll never have to go this deep into stress again. Like I said, stressful things will come up again. But next time something like this comes up for you, 
you won't go down that deep in the valley. You'll say, oh, I recognize this. I'm going to pull a paw Ingalls and I'm going to just roll up my sleeve and get to work because I've been here before and I can do it again. Not on my list of things that I wanted to do, but it's here. I'm going to face it and I'm going to kick its ass and then I'm going to go on and get back to my life. So that's what I want you guys to to focus on. I want you guys to focus on that you can get it done. You, You can get it done. The question that always comes up is how do I, when I'm in that situation, because we've all been in that pissy mood or something, and you start you start going, I could feel better. I could do this. I don't want to. I just, I, and, and you're having fun being angry and, and kind of kind of bathing in, in your, your pity party. And not so bad for a little while. Soak it in. Feel everything that you need to feel. But you've got to be able to break yourself out of that. So... If you're in that situation now and you feel like it's just not happening, you know, most of this, like I said, this is mindset. So I'm going to give you some doctor stuff. So we're going to go through some physiology that's going to help you break this. I want you to go out for a walk. And I want you to go out in a park or something. If you can get on grass, it's even better. Um. If you can do this while the sun is shining, it's even better. And I want you to walk, and I want you to get your heart rate up a little, and I want you to start moving. I want you that breathing to start to be a little bit labored. You don't have to go all in on this stuff, but I want you to start moving, and I want you to start thinking at, at about everything that you, you're going through and how, it, how it's affecting you. What happens when you move? So this is the, the great thing from, from the personal development side. You know, it's all about let's take action. We've got to take action. So well, what is action? I want you to physically move because when you move, you start moving joints and muscles and ligaments and tendons and discs and meniscus and all this stuff. You start to stimulate nerve uh, nerves in your body called proprioceptors. Proprioceptors are the nerves that perceive where you are in time and space. It's basically how you know where you are or how your body knows where you where you are. This is why you can close your eyes and touch your nose and you know exactly where your nose is. You didn't see it. Your nervous system perceived it. Well, when every time you, you start to stimulate proprioceptors, there's all these receptors in your bodies and the joints and, and stuff, it starts to stimulate a portion called your cerebellum. That controls all the movement, and it organizes every, all the synaptic, um, uh, the, the synapses that, that happen in your brain. So for every stimulus that comes into the cerebellum, the cerebellum comes off, and it kind of explodes them into four more. So you're starting to move your brain. If you remember from episode one when I, I talked about what happens during stress, during stress, we use our reptilian brain or our brain stem and our limbic system, which is our uh, emotional center. So all we are are reacting to our emotions when we're under stress. When we start moving and breaking stress, we're starting to bring in the cerebrum. And that's the bigger, that's the big gushy stuff all around here that makes us human. Well, we start to create a neurotransmitter there called GABA, and GABA will actually go in and break 
that stress response. This happens because when we're chased by a saber-toothed tiger, and he's getting us, getting us, getting us, getting us, and we're running, running, and we, we and we climb a tree, and we say, ah, saber-toothed tiger, you missed me, and you're up in this tree, and the tiger goes away, and you sit up there, and you get to relax, your body really starts to relax, and your heart rate starts to come down. It's that movement, it's that running away from the saber-toothed tiger that stimulates that to break your, your response to get you out of that fight or flight and gets you thinking like a human again. So if you're out there walking in nature, in the sunshine, sun has a lot to do with it. It's the, the vitamin D. It starts to create a growth hormone and all this other stuff. It's, it's a very good stimulus for you. And you will physiologically start to break that state. When you break that state physiologically, mentally you can have clearer thoughts. And this is, this is why, as I sitting, when I was sitting over there crying like a baby, telling God all my problems, I was moving and I was sweating. And I was, yeah, I was, I don't know exactly what I was doing, but I was moving around a, a lot over there and getting it out. And I broke through. I should have went for a walk. It would have probably been less embarrassing in, in front of the horse and everything, but... We still got through it. So if if you're in that state, you, you, you notice people get mad or they're upset or something. They, they, I'm just going for a walk. And they go for a walk. They innately will start to want to move. We live in such a world that we're always sitting. We're in our cars. We're at our offices. We're, all, you know, we're in front of the computer. We're, all, we're always sitting. Get out and walk. There's one more benefit that happens to that. And... Um, I'm going to do a, a whole uh, episode on just this. It's called grounding. And basically, it's just getting back to nature. There's something that happens when, you're, when your feet or when your skin is touching earth. Now, the, the earth is basically a giant magnet, and it's filled with negative ions. And these negative ions are actually very healing. They're not only healing, they're anti-inflammatory. So usually when we're in a stressed state for a long time, it's a very inflammatory state. But these negative ions will come over and break it. That's why it's very relaxing. You ever notice that when, when you go camping and you're out in nature, that you always wake up the next morning early and refreshed. That's our, supposed to be our normal state. You ever go to the beach or you go to the lake or the river or something like that? You don't even have to be in the water, but you, you're just around water and you sleep like a baby that night it all has to do with the grounding effect of you being with nature it's the scientific um, side of the coin of just being a dirty hippie when you're sitting out here and you're being zen and before I get any letters or anything I always use the term dirty hippie because I am one so I can say that so when we're, when you're going through that you're going to Go out walking. If you can get barefoot, get out there. You're going to change your state. You're gonna, once you change that state, you've got it. Go back and tell yourself the truth. And I can't be any more certain that if you go out and you do your homework, so, sometimes when you listen to these things, you go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not going to do that. 
Go out and do the work. Find out who you are. Do your homework. Do your introduction. Find out who you are. It is going to it will change your life because you're going to you're not going to view things like you had any any longer because you're going to have a very strong sense of self. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to get out there. And once you start getting things out on paper or in your computer or whatever you're at and you find this out, you're going to find that that by itself is is very stress relieving. You're just going to feel this weight come off you. And you're going to start to think and you're going to start to have yourself as a project. So next time a situation like this comes up where you start to get stressed and you're going through hell, man, if you're going through hell, you can take some marshmallows because you're going to be well prepared. And you can go through that with a little bit more of a smile. So this is what I want you to do. Go out and do your homework. Get it done. If you uh, like this, do me a favor. It's a new podcast. Go out and I want you to share it. Give me a, uh, a review on iTunes. It helps with the um, algorithms and stuff to get kind of bubble us up. And make sure I'm on track too. Message me back. Let me know what you want to hear. You know, if you don't want to hear me say dirty hippie anymore, you know, give me some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing. And until next time, this is Dr. Bill Janishak with the Concrete Stress Podcast. Thanks.